0: and welcome to the love key church message of the week love key church is a local expression of a part of the body of christ with a focus on creating a place opportunity and atmosphere through worship music and the word where people can encounter god align with his purposes reign in life and then help others to do the same my name is heinz winkler and together with my wife valetta and our four children we recently launched love key church right here in somerset west enjoy the message Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe, and to share this with other people if you find that it is uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring to you. Thank you so much. God bless you as you listen to this word. Thank you so much again for joining us today. What a privilege it is to to be in the house of the Lord in this way. And I want to know wherever you are at, God is there. He is always present, but we want to... See that we all experience his manifest presence so that we can all have an encounter with God. Because it's only when we have an encounter with God, a true encounter with God, that we are able to align with his ways, his purposes. Now, in this church, we've been doing a series on encountering God, and a couple of weeks ago, we shifted into aligning with God. So, we're busy with a series called Aligning with God, and we have we have been talking about the love of God, understanding what that means. And if you haven't watched those or listened to those, please go check out those videos from the live stream on our pages or listen to the podcast as you're driving somewhere. I really believe these words are for us for now to know from God. Today's message title, you may have seen on the graphics, it may look a little weird, it may not make sense to you. Um, I showed it to my boy earlier and he was like, I don't know if people are going to understand this, <laughs> but that's kind of the point: is to is to get you, to get your attention, because our series title today is "Do not be afraid, fear the Lord," and it's very important for us to talk about this today. Now, I know it's a difficult subject. Believe me, I I, I struggle with this as well. How do you how do you properly communicate this? How do you properly get this across? Um, because it's something that I've also read about a lot, thought about a lot, prayed about a lot. What is it? How does it work? How, how do we really live from this place? But I'm, gonna, I'm hoping to show you today that this concept is all over the Word of God. And like I say every week, if, if you are a born-again believer and you say the Bible is the Word of God, then I want to encourage you to let the truth of His Word come to you today and convict you in whatever area needs convicting. I want you to not to to lay down any preconceived ideas or cultural veils that may be in your life and say, Lord, you speak to me. Holy Spirit, you lead me. Not Heinz, not anyone here, but the Holy Spirit. Through his word, he can set us free. He can break open the truth because we, we get lied to all day, every day. But this is a moment where we can gather around the word of God and let him speak to us, this awesome, amazing God. All right, so those of you who were with us last week will know that we we dedicated our little daughter, Alana, to the Lord, and it was a beautiful moment. It was very special, and we really enjoyed it as a family together. Now, three days after that, on Wednesday this week, we had a big scare, and I was busy working in my studio, preparing for today. My wife was busy with her company work, and our daughter had lunch, and she went to bed, and that's the last time... I saw her, and suddenly people just started shouting in the house, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with Alana. There's something wrong with Alana. And immediately, obviously, you get this feeling of being afraid. You get this feeling of fear, of worry, of anxiety, of what is going on, what is wrong. And, and the moment I saw her little body, it was limp, and her eyes were half half-mass and she just looked so I, couldn't, I can't even describe it. And that, that feeling of helplessness as a father, looking at your daughter, and you, you don't know what is wrong. You don't know how to fix it. But we jumped in the car, and we raced off to the hospital, and we got there, and we were... <laughs> I said to my wife afterwards, I think we've watched too many U.S. medical drama series because we expected them to do what those guys do, and jump and run and just be like, like, fast. <laughs> Because you want them to attend to your baby now. Like, you need to help now. You need to make this happen now. And they were like, hello, welcome. You know, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> just, it kind of drove us insane in the moment. But the people were very helpful. They were just doing their jobs, but I think we expected something else. Anyway, so finally, we figured out that she has a high fever. It was 39.4. And... We didn't know what the cause was. We just wanted to break the fever, but eventually the doctor figured out she has tonsillitis, and it was really just making her feel horrible. So it was we could figure out the problem and deal with it, and a few hours later, she was much better, and we could bring her home. But that feeling, that feeling of fear, that feeling of being afraid of the worst that can happen was quite overwhelming in that moment. And the whole time, I was in the battlefield of my mind. Satan obviously wants you to believe the worst is going to happen. You want to hold on to the truth of God's word and what God has spoken over this little girl. We know what he's spoken over her and the truth of her life. And so I have this battle in my mind. And in some way, you're just a dad trying to help his child and dealing with all these things. And the challenge that I had is the challenge we're all faced with every day. And one the world has been faced with for almost a whole year now. Be afraid of the unknown danger the world throws at you, or fear God in the midst of a trial. We are faced with this, to be afraid of the unknown danger of the world that it throws at us, or fear the Lord in the midst of our trials. By God's grace, because of his presence in that hospital room, because of time spent with him, because of some life experience, and because of the support of prayers we received, we could stand and be there for Alana with confidence in God. And it was amazing for us to, to just sense this huge feeling of the community of God being around us. Prayers just coming in. People sending us messages of support. We, we are so thankful for our community of friends, family, believers who who care about us, who wants to see that we do well. And just it, it felt to us like we had this blanket of prayers coming around us. And even before this happened, before Wednesday, I felt God wanted me to speak about the fear of the Lord. And we've been speaking of the profound importance of aligning with His love and His definition of love and we've seen how it needs to be an undivided devotion, a wholehearted worship with no other gods distracting from it. That is what we've seen about the love of God. Now, I believe God wants us to understand the importance of fearing Him. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it, it's, a, it's a lovely light subject for a Sunday morning. Um, but I believe God wants us to use this opportunity to clarify some things for us and actually show us. How freeing it is to be in a place of fearing Him the way we're meant to fear Him. I hope that makes sense to you. The great thing is that if God's Word tells us to be a certain way or to act a certain way, and if our brain and body tells us something different, it's not the Bible that's wrong. Let me say that again. If God tells us we need to be like this, but we feel like this it's not the bible that's wrong it's us that needs to come into alignment with his word we need a revelation to come so that we can align that's why we keep talking about how important it is for us to have regular encounters with god through his word through prayer through worship through time spent with him through moments like these so that we can get that revelation and align with His way. So, today we are here to talk about how do we align with the fear of the Lord, and what does it mean? I don't know about you, but I want to be in a place where I can always make great decisions. Would you like to be in a place where you can make better decisions every day, all day? I I know I would. I've made some whopper mistakes in my past because I haven't consulted God or I wasn't operating from a place of wisdom. And how would you like to feel every day that important decisions are free from being afraid, free from the torments of life? Um, I don't know about you, but when you are in that place where fear just takes hold, everything becomes foggy. You can't see clearly, right? And so that is, that is one huge benefit of getting all these things right, I believe. So how about we all get to a place where we are not afraid of what's going on in the world in, in, in the sense that we are debilitated, we, are, we lose hope. How would you be like to be in that place? I'm not talking about n- natural, normal fear, in-the-moment fear. Like, you won't go, if you go near a ledge, your body says you, you can fall and die. Don't do this. That's, that's a normal kind of body telling you, don't do this. That's good, all right? But there's an ongoing kind of fear that can debilitate us, and that can take hold of us. It can lead to all kinds of issues in our lives, depression, anxiety, personality changes, all kinds of stuff. We need to move away from that. And I believe what God wants to show us today is that one of the best ways to get away from that is to get in alignment with what it means to fear Him. And I believe God wants to show us that if we fear Him, we don't need to fear anything else. Okay, so let's go on this journey. So here's a few things that I believe God wants to show us today. That the Bible prophesies in the end times, those who are wise will shine the brightest. And therefore, it's important to know where wisdom comes from. So when the Bible speaks about the end times, I'm going to get into that a bit more now. It speaks about the wise shining brightly. Then we're going to look at, according to the Bible, that fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So we want to see at the end of time, the wise shine brightly. So where does wisdom come from? It comes from fear of the Lord. And we're going to look at Scripture for that. We're going to see that it's not only in Proverbs, but all over the Old Testament. And it's not only in the Old Testament, it's actually all over the Bible, the New Testament as well. And I want to look at how love is connected to obedience and the fear of the Lord to, the wis- to wisdom and how these things actually work together. All right, so let's jump in. I want you to go to Daniel 12, verse 3. So Daniel 12, verse 3, this is the final prophecy that Daniel is receiving about the end of days, about the final time. And it says in verse 3, Those who are wise shine shall shine like the brightness of the firmament that's just an old word for the skies the the when we look up that's what we see the firmament it's going to shine like that and those who turn many to righteousness in other words those who turn people to God they will be like the stars forever and ever now this is the part of the very last sorry this is the very last part of the prophecy to Daniel and we see in this verse that the fruit what the fruit will be of those who are wise. All right. Now, this is going to, I'm going to do a, um, I'm not sure what to call it actually, a rapid fire, rapid fire verses, um, because there are so many verses that talk about the fear of the Lord. And as I said earlier, you'll see it's in Proverbs, but not just in Proverbs. It's also all over the Old Testament. And it's not just in the Old Testament. It's also in the New Testament. So, Buckle up, get ready, we're going to look at this. And the main reason for this is I want you to see that there's no way that you can tell me or any other believer that you don't have to fear God. And there's also no way you can tell me that it's not fear, it's only respect. There's a certain quality to this that you will see. All right, here we go. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 15.33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1.28, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but I, they will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the lord proverbs 8:13 the fear of the lord is to hate evil proverbs 14:26 the fear of the lord there is in the fear of the lord there is strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge proverbs 15:16 better is a little with the fear of the lord than great treasure with trouble Proverbs 19:23 The fear of the Lord leads to life and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. How many of you want to abide in satisfaction and not be visited by evil? Fear the Lord. Proverbs 22:4 By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Would you like riches, honor and life? Fear the Lord. Proverbs 23:17. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord when? In the morning with my coffee? No. All day. Proverbs 29:25. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Alright, are you sensing a pattern here? <laughs> I hope that it's abundantly clear. Do you think the fear of the Lord is important to understand? I hope that by now that's established. That's why I asked you in the beginning, are you saved? Do you believe the Bible is the Word of God? If you believe it's the Word of God, do you choose to be obedient to it? Okay. And when it talks about, there's a connection between fear of the Lord and knowledge and understanding. That knowledge is not to know information. All right? That is not that kind of knowledge. This is revelation knowledge of who God is and how His kingdom works. That is the knowledge that it speaks of here. So, you can see that if we profess to be children of God, we need to align with the fear of the Lord. Amen? Okay, so some people might say, yeah, but it's only Solomon who talked about that because he is, you know, he was the wise one. Okay, but let's, let's look at this. Psalm 33:8. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. We sang that song earlier. We stand in awe of you. Psalm 34:11 Come you children listen to me I will teach you the fear of the Lord Psalm 19:9 9, The fear of the Lord is clean enduring forever The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether Isaiah 33, 6, Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times Do you feel our times are stable No we need wisdom and knowledge and the strength of our salvation. Where does the strength of our salvation come from? The fear of the Lord is his treasure. 2 Chronicles 19:9. And he commanded them saying, thus you shall act in the fear of the Lord, faithfully and with a loyal heart. How many of you like it to work with people, know people, hang out with people that are faithful and loyal? The best way to get there is to fear the Lord. Isaiah on Jesus. this is Isaiah speaking about how Jesus will be in Isaiah 11:2. "The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and listen to this, the fear of the Lord. What did Jesus say when he was on earth? He was always praying. And he said, I only do what my father does. I only say what my father says. That is living in the fear of the Lord. Okay, so some might say, yeah, it's an Old Testament idea. You know, this whole thing of fear of the Lord. It's only Old Testament. Okay, let's see how that goes. Acts 9.31. Then the churches throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified and walking in. Wait a minute. What does this say? in acts 9 the fear of the lord and look at what goes with it the comfort of the holy spirit they were what multiplied do you want to see the church multiplied effectively healthily effective to the world for jesus we need to walk in the fear of the lord and the comfort of the holy spirit philippians 2 verse 12 to 13 therefore my beloved Work out your own salvation. Work out your own salvation with what? Fear and trembling. Does that sound nice? If it doesn't sound nice, then we don't get it yet. We need to work out our f- salvation with fear and trembling. Why? Listen to this. For, this is the why. So he says, Work out your salvation, your rebornness with fear and trembling. For, it is God who works in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. So because he is in us, we need to fear and tremble as we work out our salvation, because it's him working inside of us. Acts 5, you may know the story. I don't have the scripture there. Acts 5, you know the story of Ananias and Sapphira? What happened there? They were told to sell everything and bring the money for the church, but Ananias and Sapphira held money back, and in that, they lied to the Holy Spirit. What happened? They both separately fell down dead. This is New Testament. This is after Jesus came and left. They lied to the Holy Spirit, and they died. And then it says, a fear fell onto the people. Romans 11, 21, 22. For if God did not spare the natural branches, it's speaking of the Jewish people here, neither will He spare you. He's speaking to the Gentiles. Note then, listen to this guys, Romans. Note then the kindness and the severity of God. Severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you who have accepted the good news. Provided... There's a provision, guys. It's an if you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. He's saying that if God cut off his own people for disobedience, he will cut off you as a Gentile as well if you are disobedient. We need to heed this warning. We can't just do what we want, how we want. We need to stay in the fear of the Lord. Hebrews 12, verse 28 to 29. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For God is a consuming fire. Rapid fire scripture. Confirming over and over and over and over and over again. Making it abundantly clear that having a healthy fear of God is biblical. I hope you can see that by now. I hope you can I hope you are a little bit uncomfortable with that because this should make us a little uncomfortable because our flesh doesn't like this. Our flesh doesn't like this idea. But I want you to trust the Holy Spirit to show you today what it means to fear Him, that it's actually the best place. For all of us to be. So, you may ask, okay, so what about these scriptures? 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. That's a good point. What about John 4 verse 18? There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And what about every time an angel appears to someone in the Bible and the first thing it says, do not be afraid. Why does that happen? But then at the same time, we see all these scriptures that I just mentioned, and there are more, that says, fear the Lord. So, which is it? Should we not fear or should we Fear. It is both. (laughs) You're like, what? I want you to picture your life and faith relationship with God as a building. All right? So get a picture in your mind, your life, your faith relationship with God as a building. You need a strong and a sure foundation for any building to stand and to last. And we know from Luke 6 that a house built on the rock Well, last, that rock is to do what God says. It's not just to build your life on Jesus. It's to do what He says. But one of the big things He says to us is to love God. He says that's the main commandment. So our foundation starts with the love of God, and we've been talking about that for two weeks. So you need a strong and sure foundation of loving God which manifests in your life through obedience. In other words, your love for God is seen in the fruit of your life, who you are and how you are. So fear of the Lord should flow from this love and be the second layer of your foundation, if you can keep that picture in mind. So there's a foundational layer of love, and it's topped up by a foundational layer of fear of the Lord. Why? Because if if you love God, He will keep His commandments. And one of His commandments we see throughout the Bible is to fear Him. But more than that, fear of the Lord leads to a life filled with what? Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We've seen that over and over and over again through the Scriptures. Would you like to lead a life where you make better decisions because you have heavenly wisdom, heavenly understanding, heavenly knowledge? Would you like to shape the course of your life alongside the creator of the universe who also created you, molded you, and wrote the scroll of your life. He already knows that your end from your beginning. Wouldn't that be amazing? When we fear God, we care deeply about His will, His opinion, His way. It walks hand in hand with our love for Him. It's not separate issues. It actually is interwoven with each other. I want to speak to the men for a moment, the guys who are married, okay? Husbands. Do you love your wife? If you are sitting right next to her, I hope your hand went up very quickly, like this. Because otherwise, you may have lost some points right now. <laughs> I know that it's all about punta, nah. Eh? I could all buy a in my lever fleur, I It's important to my te up. So I hope your hand went up very quickly. So You love your wife. Great. Husbands, how many of you fear your wife? (laughs) Those those hands may have gone up a bit quicker. (laughs) There are certain things that you do as a husband and certain things that you don't do as a husband because you fear your wife. Now, I'm not talking about a dysfunctional relationship. I'm talking about a healthy marriage where you truly love your wife. She loves you. But you are aware of certain things that just, you don't go there. You don't do that. You stay away from this. And there's the serious ones where you will will go against your vow if you do these things. But then there's also the day-to-day stuff. Like my wife wants a cup of coffee in bed. Then her whole day is better. So I make her a cup of coffee. If I don't, I'm afraid of what might happen. There is definite fear in my life. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying. In the same way, but in a much more fundamental, eternity-impacting scale is how we should fear the Lord. Fear Him, revere Him, and stand in awe of Him. People, He spoke galaxies into being he holds everything together in his hand the earth is his footstool if you can imagine that and yes at the same time he is a loving father who sacrificially gave his son so that we can have life and life everlasting and in abundance all of that is true at the same time the one is not more true than the other. I want you to look at this amazing scripture, Psalm 111:10. As an intro, for years now, God has been working in me about Psalm 112, and we're going to read that now as well. When we had our, when we were pregnant the first time, we had a miscarriage, and it was a devastating moment which we grieved. And in the midst of that, my mother-in-law sent me a verse that I'm going to show you just now. And it was from Psalm 112. And I've been journeying with this scripture since then. It's been quite a while. I think about 11, 12 years now. But I want you to see that the preceding verse, and I only saw this years later, <laughs> the preceding verse to Psalm 112 is this one, Psalm 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord, see I purposely left this one out of my list because it comes in here. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is Father David saying exactly what his son Solomon said. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. So fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have those who do his commandments. Fear, wisdom, love, commandments, understanding. Can you start seeing the picture here? And straight after that, it's the scripture that I've been journeying with for so long. Psalm 112 verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who does what? Do you want to be blessed? He fears the Lord. And secondly, there are two things. He fears the Lord and he greatly delights, or delights greatly in obeying his commandments. Then it goes on in Psalm 112. Please go read it in your own time. It goes on to tell us the legacy of this man. It speaks of how blessed his children are. It speaks of what an amazing influence he has in the community. It speaks of how he's a generous man. He gives, he lends, he changes things, and he's remembered forever. And there's one specific thing that he does. That, and this is the verse that my mother-in-law sent me. Psalm 112, verse 7 to 8. This man who fears the Lord and who delights greatly in obeying his commandments, he will not be afraid of evil tidings. Another translation says bad news. He will not be afraid of bad news. His heart is steadfast. Trusting in the Lord. Remember our passage from our message on tithes and offering this morning? Trusting the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. He's saying the same thing. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He's repeating the same thing in a way. Again, he says, He will not be afraid until He sees the desire upon His enemies. Fear the Lord. As a foundation of your life has fruit. And one of the fruit is, or a part of the fruit is, you will not be afraid. Can you see that? Can you see how leaning in to the fear of the Lord will actually get you to a place where you are not afraid of everyday troubles of life? How powerful is that? How amazing is the word of God? The foundations of this man's life that we see in Psalm 112 are to fear God. He fears the Lord. And we know now that fear of law of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And he says the other foundation of his life is he delights, he enjoys, he gets excited about the commandments of God. And that flows from his love for God. How do I know this? When I was reading the scripture the first time and seeing that a man is blessed that fears the Lord and delights greatly in his commandments, I said to God, I don't know how to get excited about your rules because I come from a very religious background. Yes, I got saved and a whole bunch of things have changed in my life. But there's still this thing in me going, oh, rules are tough, man. I, I struggle to stop at a stop street when there's no one around. And then God showed me a scripture that I actually know quite well. One, John three verse five. It says, "For this, for this is the love of God. What is the love of God? That we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. Why are they not burdensome? I'll tell you now. John 14:15, Jesus says, "If you love me, you will." Keep my commandments. How do we delight? How do we fear God? Delight in his commands. It is all locked up in love that we've been speaking about. There is a connection between loving God and fearing him. And obedience is very obvious and strong. And we need to be aware of this. Sorry, there's a connection between loving God and fearing Him and obedience. And it's a very important connection that we need to make. So, get back to the question, why is it not burdensome? Why is doing His commandments not burdensome? Because when you love God for real, obedience will flow from your life. Just like a husband who really loves his wife. There's a dysfunctional marriage where a husband lives in constant fear and worry of what his wife's going to do next or say next, but there's no love. It's just, it's like he's stuck in a contract and he's just biding his time. That is not what I'm talking about. But some people approach God this way. They think that, oh, I have to do this because my parents told me, and if I don't do it, God's going to kill me. That is the Completely the wrong idea, and not what we're talking about, and it's not what the Bible is all about either. This fear that we talk about is a healthy and right and biblical, because it flows from relationship. This is the key, guys. It is the relationship thing. Because if I love my wife, then I can more easily get to that place where I sacrificially lay things down and I do what she enjoys, what she likes. And as I do that, as I die to myself and I do more of those things, the whole marriage starts to shift into a different dimension. And then I start seeing that, oh my word, this is actually what I'm created for. This is what I'm, where I'm supposed to be. And the same thing applies to our relationship with God. The closer we get to Him, the more we love Him, the more we automatically do what His commandments are. That's why it's not a burden. If we look at it as rules we have to do to show we love Him, then it's a burden. But Jesus says, if you love me, so that's first, if you love me, then you will keep my commandments. In other words, it all starts there with relationship. And it's the same with the fear of of the Lord if you love me then you will fear me in a healthy way if we love him we're obedient to him if we're obedient to him we will fear him because the bible says so when i fear god this is what it looks like i approach him in a deeply respectful reverent way acknowledging that my very life is in his hands my very next breath is by grace and grace alone this fear draws me closer and actually like John Piper says makes me not want to be apart from him it does makes me not want to fall outside of his will because that would be hell that would give me many reasons to be afraid This should be our aim as believers, as born-again Christians, as professing children of God. I choose to love Him. I choose to fear Him. Therefore, I'm obedient and walk in wisdom. One of the verses I read earlier said that God withdrew from people the blessings because they didn't choose to fear Him. The choice to love him, the choice to fear him, comes from relationship. You can be saved, your wife can be saved, but if you have stuff in your life that is more important than your wife, then you will never truly be in that place where you love her this way, where you fear her this way. There will be certain things that you're like, ah, oh, whatever, I don't care, you know, let her be that way. But if you truly deeply care, about what your, what your wife thinks, what she desires, what she prefers, then you will have a different approach. But it's only when you really love her. And that is why, we've, as we've spoken about love, that's why your love can't be divided. That's why your worship can't be half-hearted. Because when you do that, you don't love God with all that you are. And if you don't love Him with all that you are, you cannot step into the place where you truly fear Him. And if you don't truly really fear Him, then you are not stepping into wisdom knowledge and understanding you're missing out you're missing out of course the big thing that pulls all of these things together is our faith by grace through faith we are saved we become a part of the body of christ and supernaturally receive access to living this way i actually think that god wants us to talk about faith next I'll see what he says to me in this week, but we may start a series on faith. But just to know that our faith in Jesus is foundational here as well. It is the opposite of unhealthy fear. Think of the definition of faith, Hebrews 11.1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, what do I do when I'm afraid of things in the world? Well, what if this happens, and what if that happens, and what if they come and they take this, and what if that happens, what if they steal, and what if they kill me, what if I die in a car crash, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? What are you doing? You are imagining things that could go wrong but haven't, as if they have happened. Can you see the similarity to the definition of faith? So living in fear of worldly things going wrong is faith working in the wrong direction. We need to get to the place where we have substance in God, His Word, and from there we hope your language will change, your thinking will change, everything will change. So by faith, we love God. By faith, we fear Him. And we can know by faith that if we fear Him, we will have wisdom, knowledge, understanding that we can used to better live our lives, that we can pass on to our children, that we can bless our communities with, that we can actively use in our marriages and in our where we are working and where we have influence so that this world can become a better place for God's kingdom. I hope that you can see the connection between our love for God, our fear of the Lord, and living the life that he has for us. I want us to take a moment to reflect and respond. I want you to just quiet yourself wherever you are. Just focus on Jesus. Just close your eyes. Just take a moment. I want you to think, first of all, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of right now? What is the biggest thing that is tormenting your soul, that is causing you to lose hope, what is that thing? And I want you to ask yourself, do I really love Jesus? Do I really love God? And then I want to ask you, does that love of God, do you think it's possible that from that love and from your faith in God, you can move today in obedience and choose to love him the way he's telling us to love him and secondly, to fear him like we discussed today. Because I truly believe that if you can fear him the biblical way, that the other things that you might be afraid of will start fading in the background because you will realize that He is God. He is bigger than anything we can face. What He says is the truth, not what we read in the news, not what we hear other people say. His truth is always more important, more powerful than what we hear or see around us. I want to humbly ask you in this moment, to choose to humble yourself before God. Don't let pride come in the way now. Don't let preconceived ideas and cultural veils and religious veils block you now. Take a moment. It's just you and God right now and you say, Lord, I am sorry. I repent of unhealthy fears that I've had. I repent of, of, of spreading fear to other people. I repent of being afraid of things that I shouldn't be afraid of. I know this may sound harsh, and some of you, some of you may have a, a, a prideful moment where you go, I don't need to do that, but I, I want to invite you. God gives law to the proud and grace to the humble. Let's humble ourselves before Him and say, Lord, there's stuff that I'm worried about, that I fear. But Lord, your word says I should bring those things to you for you care for us. I must cast my burdens unto you. Lord, your word says that we should count it all joy when trials and tribulations come of various kinds. You say in Romans 5, we should glory in tribulation. That only makes sense when we get to this place where we love you and fear you only. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. I want you to see in your mind's eye that you gather up those unhealthy fears, those things that you're afraid of. Just gather them up, and I want you to see yourself laying them at the feet of Jesus. And I want you to see how His love his greatness is so much greater than those things and that the truth of his word weighs so much more than anything the world can throw at you than anything that the enemy can throw at you I want you to lay down illness I want you to lay down financial burdens I want you to lay down unemployment. I want you to lay down broken relationships. (sighs) Yes, just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Jesus is in it with you. Whatever you're facing, He's in it with you right there in the midst of it he's right there with you and he's telling you don't try to do this alone i am greater than what you're facing i am the healer i am your provider i am your protector but i believe he's also saying to you to all of us today i can only do what i do if you let me do it that's how much He loves us. Is that he, if we choose to not love Him in every way, if we choose to not fear Him in every way, He lets us do what we want to do. There are only two kinds of people in the world. Those who say, Lord, let your will be done. And those to whom the Lord says, well, let your will be done. Lord, today we all choose to let your will be done. I choose to love you. I choose to fear you. I wanna walk in your wisdom, in your knowledge, in your understanding, in my marriage, in my family, in my work life, in my friendships, in my calling. I want that, Lord, I really want that. And I want that for everyone listening right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for doing a work in every person's heart, mind, and soul, and spirit right now that's listening. Lord, I pray that a healthy fear of the Lord, as your word says a few times, the fear of the Lord fell upon them. I ask that your fear, the fear of you, the healthy biblical fear of you will fall upon all of us. That we will never again approach you in a familiar, cavalier way, but as the God of the universe who loves us so much. Amen. If you have been listening to this and you sense a stirring deep inside of you, that is the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now. That's the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart. It's Jesus knocking at the, the door of your heart. And it may be for you to just step into this in a fuller way than what you have. Or it may be that you don't have a relationship with God. But that you're sensing, oof, something, something is happening here. Something is changing here. I've never heard this before. I've never, I've never heard it explained this way. God loves you and He's calling you home and He wants you to be with Him. And he wants you to love him back he already loves you he wants you to love him back he wants you to walk in the fear of him not to be afraid but to walk in the fullness of what he has for you if that's you i want you to close your eyes and muscle up your spirit man and just pray this from the deepest part of who you are pray after me lord jesus today i choose to make you lord of my life today i choose to love you back today i choose to fear you today i choose to devote my life to you today i choose to wholeheartedly worship you and you alone lord i repent of all my sins, forgive me, set me free, make me new, give me the strength I need to live this life your way, and lead me in the way everlasting, in Jesus name, Amen and Amen. If that's you if you have made that decision today please let us know in the comments or email us i want you to know that there's a massive celebration in heaven among the angels for every person that comes to christ please connect with us we'd love to follow up with you and if you today experienced some form of breakthrough step in the right direction knowledge that god has done something in your life but you you think that you're the thing that you're struggling with that you're afraid of is much greater than what you can handle on your own that's okay sometimes we've gone through hectic trauma that doesn't just get solved in a moment I believe God can but sometimes there's a journey to be walked I want you to I want you to contact us as well we would love to help help you pray with you send you to someone that can help you life is too short for us to live it in fear of the things that are not of God but we can live life to the full in wisdom, understanding, and knowledge if we choose to love God and to fear Him. I hope that this settled in your spirit today. May God bless you and keep you and make His face shine upon you. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again next week, 10 a.m., same place, same time. We will let you know if we find a venue in this week and hopefully we can see you there as well. But thank you so much. Till next time. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Key Church message of the week. We trust that you found that encouraging, inspiring, hopefully challenging in a good way and that you will come back next week to listen again. Please remember to like, follow and subscribe and to share this with other people if you find that it is uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring to you. May God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and your family. Bye-bye.